Welcome to the Feminine Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks so much for joining me today. Since so many of you are either starting Sabbath dinners or you're still celebrating Sabbath dinners in the midst of many years of doing it, or you're thinking about getting started, I thought I would just tell you a couple of my favorite Sabbath dinner stories. All right. The first is from Grace Agenda in 2013, almost 10 years ago. We were so thrilled that John Piper and Tim Chester were coming to speak on gospel presence, which was the theme of Grace Agenda that year. The conference ended Saturday, and our plan was to host many people for Sabbath dinner, including our speakers, of course, and our family and many out-of-town guests. I'm afraid I have no idea what the numbers were for that dinner. But when we had things like that on the calendar, my idea is to do as much in advance as I can possibly do, especially because I knew I'd be busy on Friday with the Femina Conference, and then I was hoping to attend as many of the talks as I could on Saturday. Our home had a big family room downstairs, and so sometimes I would set up tables there when we had big numbers. And I later learned that I could actually arrange it upstairs, too, by setting up lots of folding tables. But meanwhile, I set up tables probably on Wednesday of the Grace Agenda week. We had four college girls living with us, and they graciously moved all their stuff out of the family room so I could take it over entirely. The other bonus for setting it up there was we had a counter and a sink down there, and it was out of our way. We could all just walk around it for the next couple of days, and it wasn't in the middle of everything. So up went the tables, on went the tablecloths and all the place settings, including the place cards for the guests so everyone would know where to sit. And by the way, I do think with a big group that it's a real kindness to have place cards so everyone knows where to go and they don't feel reluctant or confused or shy about where to sit. And I actually love sitting at a table, so this is always a job I enjoy. On Thursday, I was getting food prep done, cleaning the house, doing all the other things I could possibly do ahead of time. And then Friday was off to the races. Saturday came and all was well. But in the afternoon, I realized I was starting to just feel a little sick, a little dizzy, and I didn't want to stay too long in case the dizziness got worse, and then I might have a hard time driving myself home. So I left and went home early. I just lay down for a bit, hoping it would pass over, but it only got worse. So it must have been around four o'clock when I called Rachel and said, I need help. I remember when Luke and Rachel arrived, Luke assured me it was all under control because the Delta Force had arrived, and that was the truth. I wasn't sick with a fever, but I was just sitting still on my bed, holding my head still, and I could hear them getting all the final preparations together. They did a little more organizing, and thankfully all the food was ready, everything but the salad dressing. And I remember hollering out the ingredients (laughs) so they could get it assembled. And then they just totally handled everything, the arrival of the guests, the setting up and serving of the buffet line, and all the things. I was so relieved, but of course so sorry to miss all the festivities. By early afternoon on Sunday, I felt fine again, but such a weird turn of events to miss my own party. And yet, God works all for good, and I saw with my own eyes how he can provide at the last minute. It wasn't ever really riding on me. God had it under control. So the moral of the story is, when you're hosting a Sabbath dinner or any kind of dinner, don't start thinking you were the one holding it all together. You're not. Stand back and give it to God as you work. 
The other moral of the story is that I was exceedingly glad that I had done so much prep work and that I had someone I could call at the final moment to step in. Here's another one of our family's favorite Sabbath stories. One Saturday afternoon, I was home alone getting the last preparations together. I always call that the hour of darkness. Doug had gone to pick up his dad, which took about half an hour or so, and the kids hadn't arrived yet, so I was alone in the kitchen. Someone knocked on the door, and I went to answer it in my apron, and there was an old friend with an older woman I did not recognize. And the old friend said, Hi, Nancy. Here's Dot. I had no idea who she was or why he was bringing her to my door. I said something like, Hi, Dot. Nice to meet you. Are you coming for Sabbath dinner? And she replied in the affirmative. So I welcomed her in and did some fast thinking. Turned out she was visiting from Scotland, and my father-in-law had met her, I don't know how, and he had invited her to come to Sabbath. It's just that he had failed to mention it to me. More than once, I had people show up who were not on my guest list. But that's when you slip another plate on the table and squeeze in one more chair. We were routinely setting up four or five folding tables in our living room and library, but it could still be challenging to squeeze in one more. But we did it, and at the end of the evening, Dot thanked me for the lovely time, and she said she would be back next week, and so she was, and the following weeks as well, until she went back to Scotland. She was a real character, and we enjoyed her. Moral of the story, I started routinely setting up an extra place at the table just in case Dot or someone else showed up. And that isn't a bad plan. One more random story. I was at the grocery store on a Saturday afternoon, and I noticed a couple of young Korean students in the produce section. They were struggling to weigh each item of produce and do the math to figure out how much each of them would be paying for it. For some reason, I felt impelled to ask them if they needed any help, and then I ended up inviting them to come to Sabbath dinner. I gave them our address, but I wasn't sure if they would really come. But they did, so you just never know what might happen. When they saw Doug, they were very surprised because they had visited our church, and so of course they recognized him. But it's the only time that I have felt impelled to invite total strangers. So be open to that, ladies. You just never know. Moral of the story is this. When you start preparing for your Sabbath dinner or any other hospitality event, you do all you can to prepare, and you trust the Lord for the outcome. He has the guest list in order, even if you don't. He has the helpers lined up, even if you didn't know you would need them. And he has unexpected surprises for you. Hospitality is potent. When we started celebrating our Sabbath dinner, there were six of us at the table. It was a day of small beginnings for sure. That was 25 years ago. We never imagined how it would change and grow. We just kept setting the table week after week. And the people came. So when you gather your people around your table, thank God for giving you a reason to celebrate every week and watch with the eye of faith to see what God is going to do with your Sabbath celebration in the decades to come. Thank you so much for joining me today and blessings on your week. Before I go, I want to let you know about my page on Canon Plus. That's where you can find all my audiobooks audio series, conference talks, and more. Go to mycanonplus.com or click the link in the show notes and have a look around.